A poor soul of noble origins, a squire tested in battle, a knight errant forged in Camelot, a man strengthened by love. Join Adam as Sir Gulliston and Craig as the Game Master in Blood and Lust, a King Arthur Pendragon duet game of chivalry and mythic adventure. Let us win glory for our king, who will reward us with honors and lands, and the devil take the hindmost. The Lady Zoe looks back up at you, Sir Golston, and says, I must ask you, brave knight, to seek out old Skinny in the hills. Rumor says he keeps to his home, never wandering far. Go to him, I pray, and ask how my husband may be may defeat this specter. Tell him what I have told you if he asks, but from my recollection, the Skinny Man knows more than he naturally could anyway. Perhaps he and the fiend are old acquaintances. Will you swear yourself to this task and save my husband? Golston is, uh, he's, he's beginning to be filled with this sense of excitement. Uh, but like, he also feels sorrow, um, for Lord Farron and in for the lady, but he almost selfishly is like feeling this excitement as she's telling him, like when he's hearing these words, like, I need your help, brave knight. He's, he's getting this, this rise within him. Like I am a knight and I, and I can be a hero again. And I can, I can set right to all this wrongness that I'm currently feeling right now. And this is surely the first step. And he, he like, uh, you know, he'll like lift her, her head up and he'll just say, my lady, I will help you in this task. Do not fear. I will find this skinny man that you seek. And I will get the answers that you desire. We'll figure this out. You you need not worry. And she nods and gestures to a table. And on this table sitting a small uh, strong box. And she says, old Skitty is no one's friend. He will not give you a thing for free. And she picks up the chest and says, I have collected many things. And these are some of them that I consider precious. Uh, I had such before, and he wanted none of them, but one. This time I send you well-equipped to buy his aid. Here, and she pulls out a uh, a necklace made out of uh, pearls. This is part of my daughter's dowry, a string of pearls from Byzantium. And, like, these pearls are really big, and you kind of have the idea, like, this is, like, the output of, a like, a typical manor in a year. Uh, then she kind of goes through and pulls out a few um, small tokens, cups, uh, wines from the Far East, and like perfumes, bottles, trinkets. And then she says, Sad I am to part with these. I am torn indeed, but in truth, I love my husband more than I love the saints in, he- in heaven. And if their priest had been worth the food that filled him, I would not have needed this. And then she removes a small box and she says, inside this is a finger bone of St. Prisca beheaded by Emperor Claudius's torturers and takes out another uh, reliquary and says, here is one of the arrowheads that martyred St. Sebastian. 
What I am trusting to you is all I can think the skinny man may be interested in. True, I have not given over all we have, but then in the past, there were many things that Skitty spurned. So if you think yourself so inclined to barter with the skinny man himself, uh, feel free to do so. But I urge you to leave at once to find the skinny man. Ride along northeast along the hill road until you reach the village of Hobblefield. Once in the village, take the left fork of the road into the hills. Whenever given an opportunity, take the left turn path that you follow. This will take you to Skinny's place. And I'm going to try to assure her that I'm going to be careful in how I barter her valuables. You know, I'm only, I'm going to trade these wisely. I'm not going to be careless with it. I understand that these are, you know, precious items and, you know, hopefully I can bring most of these back to you. Uh, but yes, I will leave it once. Thank you for your kind thoughts and your actions, Sir Knight. Go ahead with my blessing. So, um, as you depart, um, is there anything that you wish to do or bring on your task? I would like to see about getting my um, my armor either repaired or replaced. I know it's just been extremely rusty, and if I'm if I'm going out back on the road and I'm going to be the knight again, be the hero again. And not just be the madman. Um, I need to, I need to have uh, working gear. And so I imagine, like in this montage where he's kind of like getting everything ready and and suiting up and gearing up and doing everything. Uh, he would probably try to improve the the state of his armor somehow. If it was only that simple. For see, you are one of the largest men around, and. Not even Sir Farron's uh, stores have armor big enough for you. And asking around, you find that the blacksmith has gone into um, into war with uh, your brother and some of the rest of the household knights to fight against Gomerit. However, as you're searching around for things, you notice that there is a man gearing up your horse. Is it a uh, pig boy? Oh, it certainly is pig boy. Um, and you see next to uh, Kelly is a small mountain pony that looks a lot like uh, the kind that you have been raising over at Lily Stream. And you see a, a saddle has been put upon that as well. Ah, my good sir, pig. Good sir. Uh, I see you. You will be joining me. If that is your wish, my liege. However, I am no knight. I am just a simple pig boy. And he looks down shameful. I walk over to him and I put my hand on his back and I kind of try to try to um, cheer him up a little bit. And what I'm going to say is, now, now, my friend, look here. You are no longer pig boy. This is your opportunity to become your own man. What do you wish to be called? From this day forward, that is your new name. And we will blaze this trail forward, making new adventures. You by my side, gaining glory for yourself. So no longer with this pig boy. I ask you, sir, what is your name? And he kind of like pushes him a little bit. Make me an orator roll. I can't wait for this to just be like, hey, uh... Hey, yeah, just like really fumbling around. 
Because Orate is not a strong suit. So let's see. Nice. Two on an 11. Well, he seems to consider your words and says, well, this is an awful big, important choice. I I shan't be hasty on my choice. And with your leave, Gramercy, I would like some time to consider what I should be known as, if not what my father has called me all these years. And it's really the first time you ever heard him speak of uh, um, King Cadwallader before. However, I see you have uh, no squire. I'm a poor replacement, but I shall do my best to see you safe on this journey. And any glory that I do get will be yours in reflection, for I only wish to serve. And then he looks around and says, the Lady Anne. He's uh Golston has definitely picked up on the fact that he's like very fond of Lady Anne. And he'll just kind of um I guess eager to shift the conversation away from his father. He'll probably say, like, Yes, yes, lad. Well, we all have our share of fatherly issues, but uh you seem to be uh quite fond of the lady. Uh go let's uh, you can tell me about it on the way. And I urge you, don't take too long thinking of a name. There could be dangers on this road, and uh, you certainly don't want to die without having picked one, huh? And he's going to kind of, like, laugh and, like, clap him on the back, like, really hard. Yeah, he, he nods, and it's kind of solemn. Um, but uh, he's he sees you uh, horse upon Kelly, who seems about as eager as you are to get moving again. And the two of you uh head off north so uh can you make me a hunting rule um that's a pass an eight on a 12 so these are this is your homeland you know where you go and actually you remember hearing stories as a young lad about the old skinny man who's sort of like i you don't know if he was like a wizard or a monster or a druid that lived up on top the hill but you kind of know where to go, just, um, even without Lady uh, Zoe's instructions. Yeah, so probably Goliston, thinking he would never intentionally seek this place out. Uh, you know, he's he's heading up up this way, making small talk with um, the man formerly known as Pig Boy. Um, just trying to keep the mood pleasant, not really going on... Uh, too much of his like how he would boast if um, Baldrick was around and just kind of like uh, he he doesn't really like feel the need to show off for this guy. He's like he's like less uh, less comfortable with, uh, but he'll just kind of try to like keep his spirits up and like ask him questions like so like you're fond of Lady Anne and yeah. uh, stuff yeah, like he, that. He seems quite shy to talk about it and seems to take all his courage to admit it to you. But um, the the journey doesn't take long, and you recognize on top of the hill uh, the remnants of a huge broken tower uh, built of cyclopean blocks, now smashed and eroded. The pile that remains can barely attest to what it must have been a grand fortress before. Smoke rises from an unseen hearth inside the, the hill. The tumbled stone and narrow path make a head make it necessary for you to uh, dismount 
to get to the top and big boy decides that uh, he'll wait at the base for uh, you holding Kelly and his own pony. So yeah, I dismount and I take a final look at pig boy and Kelly and my rusty armor just kind of creaks as I start uh, making my steps towards the tower and I'm trying to stick my chest out and uh, look as proud as a man in my situation can be. Yeah, you you see like an unwholesome smoke kind of like coming out of like the wicker top of this little covering. It seems to be like the base of a tower with like, you know, sort of a roof on top. Then like you can't tell if it's stairs or just like collapsed stone leading down. But uh, yeah, can't be far if there's a fire inside. And um, I say a prayer to myself before I go in because I'm. If it wasn't obvious before, I'm, it's very obvious now that this is like a witch's den, and there's like smoke, and you know, this is like what he's starting to to think of in his head. Like I don't know what's going to be down here. So, one quick prayer to the Lord before I uh, before I descend these steps and and talk to this this person who might be some sort of sorcerer. Well, first off, check your pious. Um, but as you're looking around, um, you you hear this voice coming from, could only be inside this hovel. It says, good sir knight, come down, come down, come down, down into my fine, fine, oh so fine hall. Be welcomed here, be welcome. My hearth offers its welcome to you, those, the knight that the lady has sent. Golston is kind of shocked uh, that that this person uh, knows or or expects his arrival in you know the situation in general, and he kind of just like reluctantly will step in and kind of like take in the surroundings. And as you look down, like it's it's kind of this hovel is filled with all sorts of knickknacks, like broken weapons, discarded bottles, like trophies of animal skulls um like skins on the wall like melted candles just there's pots and some something putrid smelling that's cooking on the fire do you you do not wish to know what it is um and your eyes kind of gaze alone and then kind of settle on this crouch figure over the fire and it's kind of like bent down and he's probably over seven feet tall and he doesn't really appear to be wearing any clothing and he has this really long haggardy beard with long uh, uh, white hair and like pointy ears and cracked broken teeth and he looks up at you and says welcome Sir Gulliston anointed slayer of foes reaver of monsters lover of women Etc. Etc. Welcome to my home. Goldston uh, kind of feels a chill up his spine as he uh, looks upon this creature of a man, and uh, he just will kind of like take a take like a bow to it, but but very like uh, almost reluctantly, like he's very scared and um, taken aback by this um, this kind of like hideous man and he'll uh he'll he'll just kind of like uh come right out and say like uh you were expecting me 
yes, yes, I know the lady sent you. And you're looking in like this guy, he's like almost cadaverously thin as you're getting a better view of him. Not so often it is I get a visit from a fine gentleman such as yourself. I suppose it is a rare fine friend to find such sad traits. Your little lording has an unwelcome visitor in his hall. Or is it the other way around? Does the unwelcome lord have a little visitor in his old hall? Maybe soon. <laughs> I know what you think, and I know what you want to help. But first, what precious thing have you brought to old Skitty? Ah, uh, I see you want to get right down to it. Well, I suppose that suits me, suits me just as well. Tell me, Skinny, what treasures do you desire? For I, I come bearing offerings that I feel you may find suitable. And he kind of like scamps over to you and like bits of him are kind of like waggling and scraping across the floor as he gets closer and he kind of like grabs the box in your hand, looks up to you with a toothy grin and like pulls it away from you and sets it out on the ground and starts going through it. And it's almost like a like a kid pulling toys out of a toy box. And he's like looking at like some of the shiny things. He's like, ah, ooh, ah crap. Throws something across. Oh, this is fake. Chucks something. And he pulls out this long um, necklace of pearls. Oh, sir. Good sir. And he's like twirling around his fingers. Oh, sir. Would you think? Such a fine bobble would lure a lady life wife to my bed, you think? Hmm? I imagined it it certainly would. It's the most beautiful pearls I've ever seen. What's your honest? Sixteen. So you're notably honest. If you're wanting to lie, you'll have to roll. Uh that's fair. I'll do that. Um so roll so... your your honest first and your deceitful second. Okay. Okay, eight on a 16, I passed my honest. Uh, 10 on a five, I passed my, or I failed my deceitful. So you gotta be, you gotta be truthful, man. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try to break it to him as, uh, as lightly as I can and say, well, you know, sir, it's, it's a, it's a lot more than just, uh, fine trinkets that, that require, that are required to uh, to win a, a woman's heart. Uh, you see, women, and he's like, kind of like starting to like wax poetic on like his thoughts about romance and stuff like that. Like, it's not just like a gift you can give somebody. Like, it requires like communication and like uh, like uh, like friendship and like he's kind of just like doing like the textbook like uh, relationship advice type of thing. Like, oh oh, but it's but it's not just just a necklace. And, like, he looks at you with, like, bitter scorn in his face, and he takes a necklace, balls it up, and crushes the pearls into dust, and throws it at your feet, and says, a pox on you when you're tasting women. And then he kind of goes back to uh, rummaging through the the box. Golston is, like, cringing at looking at some of these treasures and relics being thrown across the room. Um, and just like, even the ones that he says, like, oh, this is fake. He knows the lady's not going to see it that way. These were treasures to her. And 
you know, they're ricocheting across the walls right now and being turned into dust. And he's kind of just like, he, it's like a watching a car accident type of feeling. Like he's just like in, in shock, like, no, like, you know, and in trying to kind of like uh, go and grab for things that are falling away and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, but he's just letting him, letting him uh, appraise to his heart's content. And he gets to this small decorative box can see what you know to be the finger bone of St. Prisca and says, ah, sweet, lovely, oh, so charming morsel. Such a treat. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to kind of step forward and take the box from his hands. And I'm going to say, now, now, these are very valuable. And I will only. That's what I I want. And he produces a mortar and pedestal and says, there, place it into the mortar and our pack shall be sealed. If you'll agree to this, like in the, he, he gives him a nod and uh, he'll, he'll place the, he'll place them down. And he grinds up the, the relic into this fine powder in the mortar pedestal. And like, he takes it over to like a, like a jar of like some, like yellow colored liquid, it pours it into the jar, shakes it around, and then just throws it all back and goes, mm, yum, 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 yum. Yes, and our pack is sealed. Uh, you should check your worldly. Um, by the way, is pious uh, the same as spiritual? Yes. Okay. Sorry, what one's, uh, I think pious is the old version and spiritual is the new one. One of those same but different things. Yeah, they just changed the name in a different edition. So he he burps and then uh, he goes to you and says, well, this is what you need to do. So listen carefully, for I shall say it but once. Speak you with the keykeeper at Old Waldenbury. Your kind call it uh, Cambridge or something like that these days. On the far side of my cousin Hills, and he gestures into the direction of where you know to be Cambridge. You're from this area. Um, ask the man. Tell him nice to tell you the old tale. He'll know what it is, I dare say, though he may not like telling it. Act as you would when you hear the tale's end. It should be clear enough from that. Look to be given what you do not want. Take it and be glad enough of it. Take the gory thing. Though it serves no son of Adam happily, give it to him who you would save, and let him go about his business. There. Now, have you any other questions for old Skinny? And he starts sniffing around you, kind of creeps up to you, and he's kind of like sniffing like your belongings. No, I think that'll be all, Skinny. I'll leave you to this place. And he uh, just kind of like gives a bow as he starts to kind of like back out of the uh the hovel just are like you, so disgusted are you sure we're all lonely these days Gol- golston gives a audible gulp and just kind of like oh no i insist i've made a promise to the lady and i i must go at once well i guess if your love for the lady avielli isn't worth it what did you say? And he kind of like starts to step in closer, even to this foul man, like with interest, not with uh, not with like distrust or anything. Too late! Ha ha ha! 
Be gone. Be gone. No, I I beg you. I urge you. Well, what precious thing do you have for old Skinny then? He um he kind of just like uh he's thinking about the bone that he has, but he's like uh like he can't know that I have the bone. No, not the bone. And he's just like, well, well, well what is it that you seek? The same thing we all want. If you're not rich in wealth, maybe you're rich in family. Any sisters, mothers, young cousins? Hmm? Skinny gets awfully lonely here. I'm afraid I have no business to offer you, Skinny. And I turn my back and uh, try to retreat at once, like shuddering. I'll be seeing you, sir. He uh, gets out of there as quickly as he can, um, basically feeling like he's leaving the monster from a horror movie type of thing. Like he's just kind of like, he wasn't sure he was going to really make it out of there. And uh, whatever precious valuables he still has left, he's just kind of like a little bit regretful that a lot of them got ruined, but he got the information he thinks he needs and he's ready to to push on. So you're quite able to collect uh, pig boy and Kelly and, the pony and make your way to Cambridge and you make pretty good time. Um, and as you are, uh, ne- as you're nearing, uh, the city, uh, you see it in the distance. Uh, can you make me an awareness check, please? Uh, 12 on a 12. Oh, so you crit, um, you see, uh, at the bridge near the river crossing is a, conical tent with um, what appears to be a knight and squires bustling about in front of the crossing. You you recognize this sort of thing and you have fallen to it quite often before. Sorry, so what am I what am I seeing exactly? Uh, you're seeing a what Golson would know to be a knight of the crossroad um, kind of perched up um, charging anyone who comes in his path to a challenge of sorts in order to pass. Yeah. Okay. So um, I kind of approach uh, slowly and I'll, I'll give a, give a wave when I get within eyesight of him and then just kind of like ride up slowly to him to, uh, to talk to him and see, see what this guy wants. Yeah. uh, You can give me a heraldry roll with a plus three. Um, that's a fail in 18 on a six. Um, well, you don't know the arm. You, you've seen the arms before, but you can't equate uh, to who it might be. But uh, the band sees you and mounts his horse um, and rides off to challenge you. Well, ho, good sir knight. What bids you in these lands? I'm sent by Lady Anne uh, to assist in a, a matter. Concerning the Lord Farron. And ah. it's a most urgent matter. And he looks at your arms up and down. Sir Goliston, is it? I heard you were dead. Well, I'm very much alive. And uh, I intend to uh, to make this known. Uh, but first, I must uh, help the people that have shown me hospitality in my, in my first moment since coming back to this, uh, coming back from the wilderness. Um. Uh, and like I still don't recognize who he is, so I'm like, kind of probably trying to fumble and like, you know, I'm not gonna ask, but I'm just like, uh, how, how have you how have you been? Oh, I'm good. Uh, 
I have sworn to my own lady that I would not let any man cross this bridge without first a challenge. And I swear to you, you can make it any challenge you want, but for St. James' sake, please no riddles. And uh, Golston is kind of, um, I feel like he's starting to like stretch and crack his neck and stuff. And he's like, I'm, I'm awful at riddles myself. Uh, we'll have to pick something else. And he's like, you know, he's like cracking his knuckles and like stretching his neck. And uh, so what will it be? Um, I'll, uh, I'll ask him, what about a, what about a contest of hunting? Whoever can, like, I don't know. He's going to say, like, whoever can catch something first or, or something like that. Well, if you could think of some sort of way to do it without leaving this crossroads for, again, my own oath. Ah, indeed. Can't, can't stray off too far now, can you? And he's kind yeah. of, like, looking around. Yeah, he's you, trying to think of another idea. I mean, um, you, you could see who could catch the biggest fish. What? <laughs> he's going to kind of look at him with... Uh, He's going to look at him with kind of like a sarcastic expression and just be like, how about some wrestling? And he looks you up and down and says, well, if that's what you, if that's what you choose. Ah, indeed. And he begins to strip off his armor and have his squares help him. And he strips down to just his doublet. Yeah. And I do the same and I'm kind of just like patting my, my big belly as I, uh, as I do it and stretching and kind of just like, I have like a dumb smile on my face this whole time because I'm just a, such a big guy. All right. So, um, what's an appropriate skill that you have? Is there an unarmed skill in this? I mean, I don't see anything super relevant, but maybe something could, that's already on here could just like, all right, let's do uh, let's do some straight up strength on strength. Uh, so that's going to be a botch for me. Uh, twenty on an eleven. Well, he crit actually. So like, you kind of go through, and you probably like go to like sweep his legs or something, and then he just like, despite you being really big, he kind of picks you up, turns you upside down, and like kind of drops you on your head, and you could take three points of damage. Because you don't have, actually, you have armor or chivalry, so you you wouldn't take that damage. Well, you'll have to do better than that if you wish to pe- best me, young sir. And uh, Golston's like trying to get up to his feet, and he's really surprised because he he thought this would just be a sure thing. Like I I, I got I got weight on this guy, and um, like, are we gonna go like a few a few goes, or was that like was that the challenge? I mean, if you if you want to go again, he'll he'll gladly do it again. But he's not letting you pass. Yeah, Golston will will uh, will want to go again, and he'll say, "All right, you got lucky that time. I guess I gave you that one. But this next time, oh, you better be ready." And he's gonna like kind of uh, start to like kind of approach him and like start to just muscle him down. All right, he's gonna passion with his honor now. All right, he makes his passion roll. I pass my strength roll a seven on an eleven. Well, he crit, so I think this time he picks you up and like drops you into the river and starts laughing. <laughs> you got to get up awfully early to best Sir Giles. And uh, 
Golston kind of resurfaces from the river and you see like him spit a bunch of water out of his mouth. And uh, he's just kind of sitting, sitting at the river's edge in the mud, just kind of like coughing and spitting up water, looking at Sir Giles laughing and just kind of like, like nodding, like, all right, all right. Yeah, and it's he like moves, won. He moves to the uh, other side of the river and helps you out. And you have indeed crossed the river now because he helped you out of the water on the far bank. Well, you were a good sport at all. And despite uh, not proving up to it, uh, I'd be honored if you joined me in my hall tonight for a feast. Wow, that's, that's extremely generous of you. And he'll, um, he'll like graciously accept and he'll kind of like look over to, uh, pig formerly pig boy and uh just kind of give him like a thumbs up man like yeah. we're, we're eating good tonight uh the artist formerly known as pig boy has uh crossed the river with um, your horse and his pony and uh lord giles kind of like you know gets you dried off and then uh leaves the his squires to kind of clean up and you know rides ahead of you and takes you to cambridge and it's you know, it's a bustling university town at this point, and you're, you know, seated at, uh, you know, pretty close to the salt. You didn't beat his challenge, so you don't get to sit at his table, but uh, you're kind of, um, you know, just, just hanging around, and you are an honored guest, after all. Uh, what is your plan? So I'm just going to enjoy his company and his hospitality and hope that... Um, I mean, so he he's basically taken me past the gate to be his guest, right? Yeah, pretty much. So, like, you know, I'm going to enjoy his hospitality. And then afterwards, like the next day, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go find this uh, this old keykeeper and, and settle this. You wish to wait that long to, to search for the keykeeper. I suppose it is pretty urgent. Um, maybe I can, maybe I can pick his brain about, about some of it though. Yeah, not Romy intrigue. A pass, a one on a nine. Well, kind of asking around, like with a lot of the the help, um, you kind of get the feeling that the keykeeper is actually the old Chamberlain of Cambridge, which, you know, kind of makes sense that skinny would use, uh, an odd title. Possibly to throw you, possibly to just, that was what he would call him. But yeah, a chamberlain would be the keeper of the chambers, one who holds the keys. So I would ask, um, like, he, he knows who this person is, so I, I could, like, figure out where I'm, like, who I'm looking for exactly? Yes, yes, uh, my my chamberlain is here tonight, if you will. Well, I hope it's not odd, but uh, would you mind if I spoke to him? Oh, Yes. Gary, come over here. And an old man kind of shuffles over. Yes, my lord. Um, may I speak with you in private? Oh, but we are of a feast, and uh, anything you have to say to me could be said in front of my lord and the members of this hall. Of course. How, how foolish of me. Tell me the old tale that you know. And as you say the old tale, like... A pewter dish kind of cracks and, like, you know, falls down the stairs, like, kunk, 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 kunk. 
and like all the he- heads in the room kind of learn uh lean in to listen and like i've like ghost has the feel like oh not this again <laughs> and uh the the chamberlain gary kind of looks up at you and says surely there's a story not often heard unlucky it is i think or it is to be told except for the mo- or it to be told except to the most valorous of men brave you are to ask for it she'll sit poorly through the stoutest back after all and he begins and like everyone kind of like leans in because it's like oh this is a tale for you know us brave folk and everyone wants to hear it it was said by my elders all wiser than i that on a night like this a brave man could test himself against certain peril when the full moon is low and yellow in the sky and the loons air their plaintive cries May can see that they cannot see at other times. And the cast of the moon reveals our nearest hills, for more than hills only. Her luminance shines down on those hills and shows the lay and plan of an ancient castle. It is a level place, all ringed with mounds at once, where walls and moats and dishes and embankments now lost to us. In that ancient outline, there is a single gap that was only once the gateway to the hold. Clearly, it is revealed on nights when the moon hangs low and round. Within, so said, those who raised me, lies a challenge for any brave knight. Where Whosoever puts on harness and rides through the moon-limed gate into the open place, lance in hand, may find an opponent there. When inside the ancient walls, he must go forth and call out loudly, Night to night, come forth to fight! Revealed before him is a mounted knight in full harness like himself, then the challenge must take place, but if, but only if the challenger enters the castle alone, else the adversary will not appear. However, it is that the knight's companions may wait and witness the event. Thus it was, thus I was told by my wise forebearers, but I've never seen it myself, for men shy clear of that old place where the old ones are said to rest forever. Golston is like, listening to the story and kind of saying to himself, look to be given what you don't do not want. Take it and be glad. Like, was it the story? Is it the, the, the challenge like that? I have to go to this place and ride through with my Lance and, and like call out this challenge. Um, Like, I think he's going to, I think he's going to interpret it as that like a, uh, look to be given what what you do not want is uh, that he has to fight a ghost. And uh, he doesn't know what the gory thing is yet. Give it to... Uh, yeah, he's like, he's trying to interpret the story and the, and the message of the skinny man, but it's just very clear that the skinny man was kind of, uh, you know, kind of like cryptic. So he's going to say... Um, Gary, is there anything else you can tell me about this moonlined gate? Like what what is the creature? What is this specter that lies lies beyond the gate? I have never gone myself, but you know, the moon is a pale glowing moon tonight. And man it often says that a spectral night haunts those halls. Yep, Golston cracks his knuckles and uh, looks over to his horse and he's like, 
Uh, thank you both for your time, but I think I know what I have to do. Uh, and Sir Giles, upon uh, hearing what you mean to do, um, nods and says, you have my leave, good Sir Knight. Be bold and be ba- brave. And uh, Goliston will um, will ride out, his eyes set towards the moon. Do you want to take a quick break there, or do you want to just keep pressing on? Uh, I'm good to keep going. Okay. So we cut to Sir Goliston arriving in these hills where this once ancient fortress lay. Um, you could see, like, small stones and... Uh, a worn foundation of some once great keep had once stood there. It kind of reminds you of how Lady Zoe was telling you earlier about how they were very happy to have found um, some of the old foundations in place for the new addition. And you see like this broken arch, which could only be the gate that you talk um, that uh, Gary was speaking of. And you know, Pig Boy is kind of like nervously riding behind you to this place. Um, Golston is trying to recall what the what the phrase was. It was night to night, um, night to night, something fight, come forth to fight. Okay, yeah. So he's kind of just like muttering that under his breath, and he uh. Uh, I'm guessing I have like my lance, right? Because he's taking it literally. Yeah, you would have your lance and like any other gear you would have. Um, yeah, because you do have time to, you know, gear up before leaving Englehearth. Yeah, so he's going to, uh, you know, after he takes a moment uh, to let Pig Boy hand him the the lance and you know get like seated back on his horse and get uh, kind of comfortable and stuff. He's going to charge in. And scream out, night to night, come forth to fight as he like uh, enters the hall, and he's kind of like looking around to see if uh, see if he said it in the right spot. <laughs> he's like gonna maybe continue and keep saying it. Immediately, a knight appears opposite the challenge. The ghost knight, attired in black and silver, on his huge destrier, um, it snorts as his rider applies the spurs. With a spirited leap, the horse begins its charge towards you. So he's charging right at you, like, right off the bat. Uh, quite intimidating. Can you make me a valorous roll with a minus three penalty? That's a fail. A 17 on what becomes a 12. Yeah. Um, so you are kind of hesitant. You are not expecting this at all. And if you're... You, you, you'll you be using your bonus rather than Kelly's bonus if you do hit for this pass. So it's up to you what you would like to do. You could impassion if you want, or you could just go for it. Um, can I impassion? Uh, would it be possible to do some kind of like hospitality impassion? Because like I'm doing it for... Absolutely. For, okay. Yeah. So I rolled an 18, but I think I have a 20 hospitality passion. Yep, that's a pass. Um, and uh, what I so like if I fail Valorous, I would check cowardly, right? Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, that's if I. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you weren't really acting cowardly. You're just kind of spooked by it. Okay, you, you did st- stand your ground and you didn't. You didn't like fumble it because if you fumble it, you might have just fled. 
So uh, you you impassioned. You have plus ten on your spear expertise roll. Well, that's pretty lucky because I rolled a twenty, but that would make my but my skill is now twenty six. So, All right, so is that a crit then? Uh, I forget. How do you crit again? It has to be how much over. Uh, so, what's your normal skill? Uh, my normal skill sixteen. Okay, so you would that um, you would then uh, crit on a uh, fourteen or better. Because you take that four, add it to there, and you just have six um, left. So you would you would crit out a 14 or better then. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So you crit, he passed. So, but, you know, Kelly was a little, you didn't spur Kelly at the right time. So you're just kind of like using your own momentum to um, go forward. So you can roll your own damage rather than Kelly's. Which might still be 5d6 unless it's gone up. And this is, of course, uh, doubled because you did crit. Uh, so I rolled 15 total, so doubled uh, 30. Uh, you would actually uh, roll, like, ten, if it's 5d6, you'd roll 10d6. Okay, so 15, and then let me roll again. Okay, nice. So uh, actually a total of 39. All right, well, that's... Um... More than double his knockdown, so he will actually, he's going to be automatically unhorsed. Yeah, you just kind of, uh, you unhorse him, and like, so basically, um, you both kind of start charging at each other, but um, you're, um, you, you kind of got Kelly spooked a little bit, and you just kind of stand your ground, and he just like rams right into your spear, which kind of breaks off um, in him. And he like tumbles out of the saddle, and his uh, his horse is just like just standing there, dumbfounded. And it's you know, like you've seen some great horses in your day, but there's something like super ethereal and special about this one. Can you make me a selfish roll? Um, a fail, eleven on a three. So I mean, the horse is yours by rights. Yeah, but it's a ghost, so. Is the horse it's, a ghost too? It's some it looks sort like of it, right? spectral thing, and it's kind of just walking around, like now that's free of its rider. And then you see, like the horse, kind of like a, like it's affecting change on like the gravel as it's walking, and it kind of walks over the lance that was dropped by, um, the, um, the knight that you dehorsed, and kind of like kicks it a little bit. And then I'm gonna. Oh, sorry. You see, you see, kind of like the 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 body of the um the the fallen knight kind of move and get up and pick up the lance and look at you, and it's just standing there staring you down. Yeah, I'm gonna ride on and try to um try to continue fighting this thing. Uh, like he's he's very happy with with uh, knocking it off a horse. It probably helps that uh he was able to do that after being very startled by it so he's gonna try to keep his momentum and um i think so like my lance broke so i'd probably take out my sword at this point and just kind of if it broke yeah your lance broke off inside of him and it's still like sticking out of him and like yeah you you take the time to look around you you could um ask for Pig boy to relance you, but um, 
or you could, you know, go for your sword and just finish it. Yeah, I think um, Goliston is eager to finish this. This isn't a, a leisurely yeah. uh, duel that you would do with a, a, a person. But note you are still impassioned um, for spear expertise. So up to you. Oh, that is true, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, actually, that is true. Um, I feel like he, he wouldn't have the confidence to um, to do it, uh, you know, just take out his sword and do it. So, may, yeah, he'd say, pig boy, my lance. Or no, he wouldn't say pig boy. No, he would not say pig boy. He's very adamant about this man choosing a name for himself. So he would say, squire, my lance. He would not slip up that way. Player Adam would slip up that way, but Sir Goliston would not. All right. So um, the artist formerly known as Pig Boy um, kind of like fumbles and tried to like, he's obviously scared of what's going on at this point, but um, like he, he fumbles and he's trying to uh, hand you your lance. And like, as he hands it to you, like you start your charge back on him. I'm going to let you make your charge roll. Uh, so would this be horsemanship? or It'd just what? be spear expertise. Oh, just spear expertise. Okay, cool. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, five on a 26. So um, you mow him down, and I'm not going to make you roll because he only has a couple hit points left. However, before um, you mow him down, he pulls up the ghostly lance and just chucks it at you oh no oh luckily there's a lot of ones in there uh what is your armor so it was partial plate so i have 14 and then i wrote partial plate plus three so that would have been 17 but then minus two for being rusty so 15 so 27 minus 15 is was that 12 yeah, it's 12. So you take a 12-point wound as this, like, lance just goes and plants itself into your thigh. And you basically just, like, right over and, like, Kelly's hooves just, like, tear this guy and, like, cave in his chest. And, like, there's really nothing left at, of him as you, like, pierce your way through him. But this spectral spear is just like in your legs and you're kind of having like an ace ventura moment right now yeah this is like very unsettling to goliston because he's seen how these sort of specters can curse and afflict people and he's like he's probably gonna even say out loud i hope i hope it didn't leave any of its magic in me oh and he's just kind of like uh like He's, I mean, he's wounded, but he's been wounded worse, uh, but he's just never been so scared of a wound, I would say. So you've utterly defeated this Spectre Knight, and you recovered that gory thing. What do you wish to do? You're, like, you're kind of just sitting on top of Kelly with a lance sticking out of your leg. It's like, it's like all Lord of the Rings scrubbing bubbles phlegm colored and like the artist formerly known as pig boy is just like staring in disbelief and like these the spectral horse is kind of just like looking indifferent um through the whole thing uh i'm going to um 
I'm going to try to like tame the spectral horse. See if it'll see if it'll come with us back to uh, back to Lord Farron. Do you want to do anything about that thing in your leg? Well, I'm gonna like I'm gonna ride it back there. I assume I'll take it out first, but like I mean that's what I'm gonna give him. Uh, I don't think unless it's like just floating near my leg, and I'm like, this is cool, this is fine. Like I don't feel like it would be like that. Oh, so it's he's sticking like, out and just poking in an odd direction. Yeah, like, he's you gonna cannot ride with it like that. He's going to have, um, yeah, he's going to have the artist formerly known as Pig Boy pull it out of him. All right. Uh, Pig Boy's going to attempt first aid, and he fails. Hits an artery as it comes out. and it just He doesn't make blood. it worse, but, uh, yeah, he's like, uh, I don't think it's supposed to do that. But, yeah, this, um, this uh, special horse is kind of just, like, walking around. Can I do some kind of, um, I don't know if this would be like fairy lore. You could absolutely make a fairy lore. I, I saw it put its nose to the, to the lance before. Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it knows something or can do something. Let me see. Uh, if it does, I have no idea because I 14 on a three. I mean, it's a, some weird horse. And the only comparisons you could think of are either those Three black beauties from Thetford um, that belong to Count Belobarus and the smartest horse in the world right now. <laughs> I look over to Kelly. Kelly, talk to it. See if it can help us. Ah, my leg. Can you make me a horsemanship roll? <laughs> Seems like a fitting skill for this. Um, nine on a 13. First off, check your horsemanship. Um, you since gotten off Kelly to to have your leg looked at, and Kelly kind of like um, approaches the horse, and they have some sort of weird horse conversation, which are like only getting like half of one side at best. So um, it goes on, and then like Kelly comes back to you and stamps his leg and goes <laughs> and looks over to the other horse who is now, like, arranging himself on the ground um, so as to be easier to climb upon. All right, Kelly, if you say so. And I, I climb up on this ghost horse. I'm very afraid to, but I, uh, I'll i slowly kind of, uh, well, I mean, it's something's through my leg. I don't know, like, how possible this is, but I'm going to kind of, like, lower myself off of Kelly and probably drag myself over to the... Uh, to the ghost horse with the help of pig boy and then see if he can kind of like, maybe if we just set me up on top of the horse, uh, the horse will just ride me all the way back. And Well, it's not difficult for you to get on top of the horse, but uh, as soon as you do, it kind of gets to its uh, four feet again and just takes off and leaves uh, Kelly pig boy and pig boys, mountain pony just in the dust and it seems to be like with every gallop it seems to be going like hundreds of yards and it's like gut-wrenching you've never gone this fast or imagined anything could um in your life like you you must think this is what uh, a falcon must feel like when it's flying 
but then you're like looking around and you're seeing like spectral images like kind of jumping out and like the horse kind of gallops along just out of its reaches and like you hear the barking of dogs um as you are being almost pursued through this like weird little quantum realm that you're galloping through and what can i have a valorous roll actually that seems appropriate uh pass eight on a 15 well if it's not already checked check your valorous what's uh what's golston thinking right now he's probably holding on for dear life um and occasionally just like looking to the side and seeing these hellish uh spectral images and stuff and just trying to like keep his eyes forward uh he doesn't know where this is going or when it will stop and he's just kind of like uh i feel like the the distortion of of just like um the speed and everything is like uh but he does love horses and um this is kind of like the most exciting thing in a, in a sense like imagine riding the the this is just like uh, doing like a cheat in a video game and getting like the best car or something. It's just like, he's just like, it, it's unreal. It is literally unreal. So he's just like, uh, you know, holding it as tight as he can as they just gallop through the nether. And like with no time at all, you are arriving at uh, the, uh, uh, the manor of Sir Farron, um and you realize you have this gory thing in your hand, this thing that was that given that you probably don't want anything to do with at this point. Um, you have this thing in your hand and you see a light on in the manor and you, you can hear a man in armor shuffling inside the manor. All right. Well, I'm going to give it to him who I would save. And uh, as quickly as I can, I'm going to try to intercept uh, Lord Farron with this gruesome lance and, uh, yeah, and give it to him. Yeah, and he seems to, like, not see you until you, like, block his path of the lance. And then, like, he's feeling around and he he feels it and he drops his sword and takes the lance from you and kind of, like, wields it sort of like a spear that's a bit oversized. And kind of like shrugs and then like like soldiers on into the next room. And there, as before, was the other spectral warrior that he had been previously fighting. And this time, without a shield to slow him down, um, Sir Farron takes up a more aggressive stance. And then, whereas before, when you observed, Sir Farron would like cut through and do nothing to this spectral creature, he kind of like thrust forward and the the specter doesn't bother to parry it but then looks super surprised when it pierces him and again surprise 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 as he takes uh, thrust after thrust after thrust and you notice as lord farron uh, delivers ever more blows to this creature this apparition it slowly begins to fade upon defeating it lord farron collapses I rush over to him. Uh, I rush over to his side as I did previously, and I'll um, I'll uh, yell out, "Lady Anne, anybody, come here at once!" Um. So, Lady Anne and Zoe, um, the ladies Anne and Zoe, both 
appear and they seem to be like you know fully dressed as if expecting to have to come and save their husband and father again and this time they see lord farron in you know not a not a an injured condition like they have before and they kind of like uh help him up and get him back to bed um what what's colston doing um so now that he has like a bit more context of of what this situation is he's going to see um he's going to like see lady anne and lady zoe um you know going off with lord farron and he's going to probably either wait there or go back to the room that he previously stayed in and he's going to just kind of like wait to hear word from them and uh what happened to the uh lance is it still around um when the servants um picked it up and kind of brought it with uh their lord okay cool assuming you don't protest to that sort of thing i don't think he likes the gory thing yeah that makes sense so two days pass, but on the third, uh, Lord Farron is able to uh, return and actually breaks his fast with you. Although he's still quite a bit aged, he's looking in better health than he was. And, you know, it's amazing what a couple of days of sleep will do for a body. Because, like, for many weeks, it seems that he has been getting up to fight this thing. And even if, on nights where he didn't, like, take a wound, he would you know, still be up all night fighting it. And he thanks you for um, whatever aid and assistance uh, that you were able to render. Um, and he he says, I hope the, the price isn't too great for you. Well, for me, no. But your, your lady was willing to go through any trouble to return you to your health. And uh, in doing so, I'm afraid I had to barter some some valuables. He, uh, he wipes his hands. Value valuables. Those are things I have. What I don't have is my family, my kin, and I thank you for allowing me to remain longer to enjoy their company. Ah, uh, well, indeed, and I'm glad you see it that way, my my lord. And he'll um kind of like give him like a nod, and he's like happy that uh he's not like in trouble for for like you know losing any of the stuff in barter so um yeah your family he continues has always done good service to me and there there's been much talk lately about what the uh you know what the fate of uh, my family and my heirs would be i'm not a young man anymore but um if you will it uh i offer you the hand of lady anne in marriage He's going to, like, as respectfully as he can say um, to Lord Farron, indeed, my lord, Lady Anne is a a fine lady, but my heart is in love with another. And I'm I'm afraid it's, there can be no other way. I must be with her at once, even. In In fact, I think that's where I'm headed next. I understand. Um such a pity uh i was hoping to you know set her up with one of you uh uh sons of um, um sons of mean at some point but seems not to be in the cards 
Well, I do have many brothers, and she would be a, you know, he's he's basically trying to say you, like you actually um, don't. Um, well, you're, oh yeah, you're, that's you're true. Oldest, actually, your oldest, um, uh, Sir March is married. Um, second oldest, uh, Sir Helig is dead. Your um, older brothers, um, uh, Griffey's with the church. Uh, Esquire Noddens is missing. Uh, no one knows what happened to him. And then there's yourself. Well, perhaps Noddens, when I can find him and talk some sense into him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to make you real courtesy to the let you know how inappropriate that would be. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, he's going to say, he's going to say, um, well, my Lord, I promise you none of my brothers are, are worthy of a lady like that, but like kind of pass it off as a joke. Like, ha ha ha, you know, like, you know, like, Oh, trust me. You, you don't want any of them. They're, they're my brothers. I would know. Yeah. Sort of it- thing. Indeed. And uh, a figure comes into the room and um, bows to uh, Lord Farron and yourself. And this, this figure is pig boy. It says, sir, I've uh, readied your horse as you requested to you. Ah, and, and this man and like Golston is going to walk over to the, the man formerly known as pig boy. This man demonstrated such bravery. If I didn't already have a squire, I would squire this man at once. He's two squires. If I didn't already have so many squires, I would add this man to my gang of squires. And I'm going to look at Lord Farron and say, like, this man here, he's more than a servant. He's he has potential, bravery and heart. And he kind of just like uh, he's kind of trying to talk up pig boy so that. I don't know. People see that like this isn't doesn't have to be like his permanent station. Like he's yeah. uh will be courteous actually, and you can impassion if you like, or orate if you want to make a speech out of it. I'm gonna just roll regular courtesy here. Ah, uh, fail. Sixteen out of twelve. Mm. All right. So nothing occurs to you, uh, but then you know. Uh, Lord Farron is um, politely listening, and then he turns to the young man. He's like, uh, "Servant, um, you have been good. Uh, what what of his lineage? Uh, I trust you got something out of him. For only a noble man, man can become a squire or knight." I look to him and I say, "I, well, I look to Pig Boy and I say, go on, don't be ashamed of your past, for we all know." Because he is from, he is technically like from noble blood, even though it's like a bad line to like be from, I guess. It's like, I mean, te- like technically, you know. My sir, Lord Farron, I am but a humble pig boy, but I am also the firstborn and only surviving son of King Cadwallader. And like, you know, Lord Farron's eyes get pretty big at this. And he says, uh, uh, "Prince, am, am I am I humble realm? Is this true?" I step forward. Indeed, it is true. I know, and I take a I take a knee for it was I that slayed your father. 
and I, I look to uh to Pig Boy. So Pig Boy doesn't seem surprised, but you know, Sir Farron obviously does. You indeed it was I. I see. Well, the circumstances of this uh are out of my hands to deal with, but perhaps um perhaps, Sir Gulliston, you ought to make yourself scarce before any charges can be brought up, if you understand what I mean. Indeed. I I acted I acted to ensure my own safety, and it's a very complicated story, but I I appreciate that advice. And you, young prince, he says to Pig Boy, uh, perhaps we may have business after all. And, like, you know, the Pig Boy is kind of really smiling at this and you you notice in the corner like lady Anne is kind of peeking through the server's door so uh we'll we'll kind of um iris out on that and we're gonna pick up again a couple weeks later as sir goliston is making his way back west where are you headed there's a few places you could uh go um but i i'd feel like either lily stream or uh, Warwick would probably be towards the top of your list. Uh, I'm thinking Lily Stream, but is where does where does Avielli stay? Isn't it near Lily Stream? Kind of like her family. So her family uh, manor is called Stoneley, um, and that's in Warrensis County. Uh, Warrensis County is also where Will, where Lily Stream and Warwick, the Lord uh, Art Gulichar's, um seat is so Goliston feels like the the most appropriate step for him at this point would be returning to lily stream to his home um to to announce his arrival his to announce that he he does still live and uh he's ready to uh to resume uh all the business that needs to be done um, this is like the first step is you go back home and you tell everybody like that you're back. Yeah. And you're greeted with much acclaim. Um, uh, the first one to meet you is of course uh, your, your faithful squire Baldrick, um, who has been kind of like showing the ropes to <laughs> your newer squire, um, squire um, article. Um, he says that, uh, you know, he apologizes progress on the the castle has been delayed somewhat since your disappearance and no one here to really mind it so you look and see like this like mostly completed keep but there's like no palisade wall around it or anything and like it looks like serviceable and you know people are living in it because they can but it's not the most comfortable so I like look up and down and I'm kind of just like uh, evaluating all of it and just like taking in his apology and stuff. And then like, you know, I'm not really showing a lot of emotion. You can't really tell like how I'm going to react. And then Goliston just goes forward and just hugs Balric just as tightly as he can. And he just like squeezes him in just like really tight. And he's just like, I, I know you looked for me. My lord, this is quite unbecoming of you, but then he like kind of gives you a hug as well. And uh, you know, Brother Griffey shows up as well and explains that, like, you know, they they looked as long as they could, but you know, 
there's a lot of losses that day and you're presumed dead. Yeah. And Golison definitely understands that, but he's just glad to be back. Um, and he's like, all right, my friends, there's much work that needs to be done here. Indeed. And what do you wish to do now? Well, first I must find my lady Avielli, tell her that I'm still here and that I still love her. And uh, Brother Griffey nods along with this and says, well, it's spring, so you'd probably find her in Warwick at court. Well, then, that looks like it's where we're going, eh, Baldrick? Yeah, you don't think you'd get rid of me that easy, he says. And, like, he and um, Arkola are already prepping, like, lots and lots of horses for you. And, you know, he's kind of, like, cleaning off your, your best duds. Um, at this point, can you, uh, what is your healing rate? Three. Three. So, um, I'll let you, I'll let you have, um, uh, one healing rate because, you know, you've been, you've been traveling quite a bit, so it hasn't had a chance to really set, but you know, your wound's healing up a little bit. So the, the three of you, uh, prep for the short journey over to, uh, Warwick assuming and uh you arrive and see the market town um bustling as it's quite a busy day and it must be a tuesday because like lots of people are like setting up their markets um stalls today and uh where is your first port of call um trying to remember what uh what is called the I'm I'm trying to go to the the township that uh, Lady Avielli lives so I can like find her. Oh, so you're you're going to like her family home, or are you going to uh, Warwick where she is supposed to be serving in uh, the Lord's court? Oh yeah, I would I would uh, I would just try to like find her in court, and I would just like barge in. And just kind of like, you know, just like, a, I want to make like a big gasp moment where I barge in and everybody's just like, <gasps> and then like, I just like look at her in the eyes and I'm just like, I'm still here. So you, that totally happens. You, you barge in and you see um, uh, the Lord uh, Count Archglichar. He is like, um, like sifting through a bunch of papers and near him is a very familiar looking face um you recognize immediately Serga Harris also reading the papers with him Sir Gulliston says the lord aren't you supposed to be dead death couldn't take me that easily i'm afraid i'm back for more he says with a smile and he like tries to look across the room uh to to see if he can spot Avielli. oh and she's she's there she's uh she has dropped the needlework that she was working on and immediately leaves uh, uh, her lady's side and kind of like almost flies to you. And it's, it's like one of those, like really, uh, um, and Golson said, it's probably like one of those like romantic comedies where she's coming to him, but then like it's interrupted by Sergey Harris saying, uh, excuse me, um, I was in the middle of negotiations here. 
Well, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's just that uh, I've been believed to be dead, and uh, I'm not dead. So the first thing that I wished to do was see my fairest lady, Avielli. And, like, I'm trying to be very, like, blunt about, like, no, like, you know what I'm here for. So don't try to, don't try to dismiss me so easily. And by what claim do you hold to her, good sir knight? This is uh, Sir Gaharis asking. And Goliston is, like, um, he, like, almost rudely repeats it. He's like, by what claim do I hold over her? Like, you know, looking back at him almost like mockingly. And he's like, like, I survived because, because my love, because my love was strong. Like that's, that's why, like I was, that's why I was intended to survive. And I'm here to act on that. Sorry if that bothers you, Serga Harris, but I'm afraid, uh, claim or not, this is where I stand. And I stand here with her lord's permission. Yeah, and um, Golston just kind of like looks back and forth at both of them and looks at uh, Lady Avielli. And he's like, like, he's like, so he's like frustrated. He's like, well, 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 then I challenge that. By what right? He's like frustrated. He's like, I, I, by no right, by right of love. Um, oh my gosh, this is actually starting to sound like uh, like an impassioned speech here. Would you like to make me an orate roll? Yeah. Um, can I impassion? This is a risky one. Can I impassion uh, a more Avielli? Well, it's not a, a huge risky one to impassion it, but you know. Yeah. No, I, that'd be appropriate. Go for it. Okay. Okay, so a five on a twenty-four to impassion a more Avielli. Okay, so that's a pass, so you got plus 10 to your orate. Okay, so that's a pass. Um, 12 out of 21. So Gaharis got a 12 on his orate roll as well. So the two of you are making, like, separate claims to her. Yours I'm going to chime in. Um, yours, yours seems to be based on uh, love and his by love as well, but also... Look, I got the permission right here. So you're going to chime in? I mean, he's remembering the story that he heard. Um, you know, let 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 her decide. He's going to yell out. Well, maybe you should let her decide. Let her pick who she truly loves. And Count Arculachar, like, raises an eyebrow at that. Or are you afraid that she'll choose me? Is that why you wave your documents in my face? Now Count Arculachar is like looking back and forth between the two of you and then looks to Lady Avielli, who's going to roll her a more passion. Oh, you know it's you. Come on. <laughs> and she like breaks down weeping and throws her arms around uh, your neck in a very public uh, display of affection towards you and just starts um, weeping and just keeps repeating over and over. I thought you were lost. They told me, they all told me you were dead. I thought you were lost. Fear not, my lady. I'm here now. 
and I promise to keep on living. And I kind of like look back at the two of the Geharis uh, and Arkulachard, like almost in defiance. And Arkulachard kind of shrugs, um, like, like, well, it's solved one way or another. And it's not costing him a lot of time or money to go through legally. And let's actually see how uh, Sir Geharis is doing. Um, so he passed his forgiving and crit failed his vengeful. So he has a moment of looking defeated, but then nods his accession. And I, I definitely cool down on it when I see that he's like not gonna like fight me on it. Like I I'm not trying to humiliate him, but like I it's just that like he would he'll get like as nasty as he needs to, like in this situation. But like he's he wasn't trying to like humiliate or embarrass Gaharis, so he's not gonna like continue the aggression he's he's just gonna like embrace avieli like just full on like eyes closed like like hugging her deeply and like she starts to ugly cry basically um so we'll we'll scream wipe on that and when we pick up again um where where are you um she's obviously with you now but um i don't know did you are you walking around uh, Warwick, are you back at Stole? Did you take her to Lily Stream? I think that you know what, like at some point, like they're probably uh, she's she's up on a horse and he's kind of like um, walking her through Lily Stream, showing her all of his accomplishments and all of his like future plans and stuff, and and just like you know, just kind of like he's not like super showing off because it's in a bit of a rough state right now, but he's kind of just like, um, he's more just like enjoying her company and like walking her around on like a horse. So she's, she's suitably impressed. Um, I mean, this is her first time here, but she's heard you speak of its beauty and she looks at you and she's like, we're not done yet. A champion of love should possess the quality of forgiveness as well as justice and martial prowess. I heard of the peace that you made with Sir Agravane. I was there and I, I approve. You have gained uh, many rivals, Sir Knight, and I wish you to be less vengeful and more forgiving. I wish for you to set a feast of honor for your rivals and make peace with them. Indeed. I, I, I will. This is, I agree. This is a, this is a good step for me to, to move forward. A, a man, a man is burdened by the amount of, of enemies and rivals he holds in this world. I, I should demonstrate hospitality to all of them. And like, he's like, just try really like feeling her idea. Do you have any hate passions towards anyone? No person, just the foul beast that slayed my brother. And it's kind. Okay, so you're obviously not going to invite a dragon knowingly to this feast. But... Hopefully not. No no dragon sympathizers either. <laughs> so, uh, who are you all inviting? Um, I would invite, first of all, um, Serga Harris. So just a sign of no ill will. Um, I would definitely invite Sir Agravain. Um, and he's trying to kind of like think like, who have I wronged? Like, 
Um, who else was involved in that little misunderstanding at the party? I mean, he's basically just thinking like he's having one of those like uh, like classic, just like apologize to everybody I've wronged episode. Uh, but those are the main ones on his list. Uh, Geharis and Agravain. Um, so like uh, if he can just invite other people to fill the spaces like he definitely will. Um, um, maybe just the other cool people he can think of. The the Lady Avielli, um suggests maybe uh, uh, Sir Katianus. Sir Katianus. He's, he's trying to recall. This was the uh, the man that you uh, judged against between him and uh, Sir Agravain over the advances of uh, Sir Tudford's daughter. Oh, the Roman guy, he's going to yeah. say. And he's going to, um, yeah, of course, Sir Katianus. Okay. So where are you hosting and how much are you going to spend on it? Uh, I want to host in Lilystream. I know it's not like, it's 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 up and coming. It's not there yet, but like, I think it's cool to kind of share in the prospect of what it will be. Um, so I feel like it would, I don't know. Like maybe if I put a lot of money into this party, they're not going to care that it's like in an unfinished house. Basically, they're just going to be like, wow, he really bought a lot of alcohol and stuff like that. So um, let me see. How much money do I have? Really? That's the question. (laughs) He made jello shots with Pappy Van Winkle. And don't forget, you do have um, other expenses coming up. And you did not collect any income this past year because you were gone. Sorry, I'm doing some quick math to see where I left off last time. I wrote the additions and subtractions, but I didn't do any of it. I feel like he's pretty broke from last year's uh, improvements and stuff. The Mel- Or not last year, uh, from like the Melisarium and, and all that stuff. So he's kind of like, hmm, maybe he's thinking it would be better to have it like at like a more well-to-do friends place because that way there he could get away with not really having a lot of money to kind of like put towards this feast to be to be honest lily stream is probably the best spot even if like you're you're showing off right now kind of and it's like yeah look i got queen's permission to do a castle and the, the fact that you're you know sir Sir Farron had a party at a giant tournament just to celebrate adding another hall um, wing. So it's not unheard of, especially recently. Sorry, I'm just trying to backtrack and see how much money I spent. What is like a regular, like, how much does like your standard feast cost? Like, I mean, as a baseline. Baseline? Like, one Libra? But that's like, it's basically like a, like a feast with, uh, you know, just better than normal food. It's a lot for one day, but not going to break the bank. So, like, this is a big deal to him, and I'm thinking he would have, like, a a four or five lira feast, but I just want to make sure I have enough um, based from what I spent last time and not, uh, not, like, bankrupt himself. Yeah, and don't forget what's next year. I think I actually only have one lira right now. I think you have a lot more than that because you're right. giving like 250. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. I spent 
think I had 253 and then I spent 132 on the Mont Bailey, three on the comparison for Kelly, 40 on the horse herd, 10 for gifts, four for the outfit, six for the horse breeding special care. Just one, one more sec, sorry. Then you had one remaining in your pocket from the year before that. Okay, so I should have 59 lira right now. That's counting the, the one in, in my pocket from the last leftover expenses. So I think I want to throw like, oh, sorry. All right, I just found the uh, the standard price list in the book. Um, Feast Ordinary would be, yeah, basically, um, like, one portion is, like, 16 denarii for a regal feast. So, yeah, you could actually, unless you're doing, like, the whole, all whole dry spices, which is, like, 20 the um, lira, um, like, you could actually get this for, for fairly cheaply. And by cheaply, I mean, like, in like the one to two to three, four Libra um, cost range. Yeah. So then in that case, I want to spend around like seven. I want to spend seven to make sure it's like, like fully adequate, but like also slightly like better than adequate. Okay. Um, so who are you all inviting? Um, he's kind of just like, uh, telling Baldrick everybody who he's going to invite. He's like Sir Agravane, Sir Gaharis. Um, We should get... Oh, we should see if Sir Mavis can come. It's not a party unless Sir Mavis is there. Um, What about that Sir Palamides fella? He was pretty cool. I mean, if he could come down, that would be fun. Yeah, if you could find him. Yeah, he doesn't know like who's gonna be around and stuff, but he's uh just basically like he he would really like Sir Mavis. Sir Mavis is his number one party buddy. Um Sir Tor, if he was around, like he's another guy you really want around at a party, just like pretty chill guy. Uh oh, Sir Tudfolk, definitely Sir Tudfolk. Uh, because he's beaten me up before. I don't want to think if there's any bad blood. Especially after you refused his daughter. Yeah. And then, and yeah. then made that judging against her. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yep. All right. Um, Sir Gregor, obviously, if he wants to go, you know. Oh, yep, yep. So um, you actually get quite a turnout at this thing. Um, uh, Sergei Harris uh, does show up. He thanks you for the inclusion. Um, Sir Agravain does not show um, Sir Tudford didn't reply. Uh, Sir Tor arrives, obviously. Uh, Sir Mavis and um, a lot of your like local buds, um, from uh, the previous tournament. Uh, your older brothers, um, you know, still off fighting wars, but uh, notably, uh, Sir Lancelot shows up. Not bad. This is uh, yeah, word really got around about this thing. Yeah, um, so the, it's quite notable for, like, the best night around to show up at your party. I mean, Arthur's not there, but, you know, you, you got a really close second there. Sir Gregor, obviously, um, is there. You probably see, 
you could see whoever you want, um, wherever you want. Uh, but are you making any special arrangements? So, like, out of the rivals, Sir Gaharis is the only one that showed up. Sir Agravain didn't show up. Sir Tudford do- does not like me enough to show up to already even reply, really. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's kind of disappointed that uh, he would have this, like, opportunity to make amends. And, um, yeah, he doesn't really have anybody to really, like, apologize to around here. Um, so... He's kind of just like looking around and just thinking about like Avielli's suggestion and it's like, man, like this really, it's great and it's awesome, but it's really not like playing out uh, the way he thought with his like uh, making amends and everything. Did you invite Avielli? Oh, yes, I did. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah. I mean, she, if I didn't say it, she obviously like would. Yeah. Sir, Sir Arkelachar would, uh, uh, he'd arrive too. Yeah, I would definitely, like, apologize to both of them, uh, just in the spirit of apology, but also for, like, in case there's any disrespect or anything. Yeah, so, who, you only have uh, five other seats at your head table. Who are you going to sit there? Who will you place above the salt? Um, well, how close can I sit Avielli? To just like be like, yeah, she's she's the you shit. can put her wherever you like. You have five seats up top besides yourself. Okay, I want to do my two besties, Avielli and Sir Mavis, like super close to the salt. Well, actually, no, because I don't want it to be weird, like disrespect my my lord, like Sir Gregor. Because so I want Sir do... Gregor, Sir Lancelot, yeah, you got Sir Arklet, uh Char. I gotta think of how I do this, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, um, it's gonna go. Lancelot, uh, Gregor, Arculachard, Avielli, Mavis, Tor. That's that's oh, too many. Oh, sorry. Uh, no Tor. Yeah. Okay. Um, is that your final answer? Yes. Okay. Roll courtesy. Yeah. No. Uh, seventeen on a twelve. Um, you're making these are. You're making these arrangements um, beforehand and like like trying to s- switch around um, like as more people keep showing up. And, you know, kind of like Sir Lancelot showing up really kind of changed the game here. And you're making the realization that uh, there is a round table night and the guest of honor that you failed to put up at the head table. Oh, shit. I forgot about the other round table night besides Lancelot. Oh, there's a couple of them here. Whoopsie. Hey, I didn't know it was going to show up. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff just kind of got decided beforehand. And it just didn't really get fixed in time. Yeah. Uh, Lady Avielli is looking at you and said, you think at a feast for forgiveness, you would seat the one you wanting to forgive at the table. Uh, Golston is going to kind of like look at her confused and just be like, I don't. I don't know what you speak of. He's right there. And she's like indicating Gaharis. Indeed. And um, he's going to uh, kind of like pull Sir Mavis aside and be like, hey, look, Sir Mavis, mean no disrespect to you. Um, Obviously, I think you're probably one of the coolest people here. But 
can you help me out and uh, give your spot to my guy, Gaharis here? We have a little bit of bad blood over, you know, over, you know, who, and I, I mean, I'm sure you can, you can guess, you know, like I'm sure you can imagine that it's, it's not easy. And, and both of us, I think are, are pretty, uh, you know, pretty, pretty tied up. And I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to bury the hatchet, you know, so, so that, so that she'll, she'll see me as a, as a, a good and forgiving man. Do, do you see where I'm going with this? And she nods. You can roll uh courtesy with your uh, plus seven bonus. Uh, past nine on a 19. She nods her assent, but looks incredibly disappointed to no longer be sitting next to Sir Lancelot. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. I this was a this was a flop on my part, but I promise I'll make it up to you. And you can you can oh. hold me to that. Oh, I know you will. You're the best. So to to round out the evening, is there anything you wish to say or announce or like impart? You don't really get to do feast cards if you're throwing the feast. But lots of other people are having fun, you know, playing games and chatting and flirting. And, you know, a few of your serving wenches may, you know, have a, you know, bump in their bellies later on. Um, Goliston is going to make a make it a point to, like, make a speech and to just kind of like a. Not like a not like a pointed speech, but just like, a, you know, like I'm holding this feast um in the spirit of in the spirit of making amends in the spirit of of moving on and and living one's best life um i invite you all here today so that you know that i truly do appreciate all of you and i consider you all to be how would you say it back then consider you all to be uh to be very dear people to me um so it is with extreme gratitude that I thank you all for being at my being at my currently humble manner uh, for this feast, and um, just want everyone here to know that uh, I appreciate the the friendship and hospitality you've all shown me, and um, you know here's to here's to many more years of friendship, and just kind of like has like a toast. All right, uh, let's roll me an orate. Yeah, I know. I knew you were going to say that. You can impassion if you like. I kind of want to impassion um, hospitality. That seems appropriate. Okay, um, a three on a 20. All right, plus 10. Impassion. So you got a plus 17 here. So you you would uh, crit on a three or higher. Uh, nice, so I got a six. All right, there's... There's a lot of here here's loudest amongst which is Sir Gregor, of course. But um polite applause and um, uh, you know, even a smirk from Sergei Harris, who is never a enemy or bad guy to you, just you know, he's looking out for himself too. We both just got caught up in the heat of the moment, and it's like, hey man, like you know, love is crazy, huh? It's not over yet. And as he says that, um, <clears throat> you know, you're you're letting the evening kind of wind down, and like people are starting to like you know pass out in in the hall and scurry off to different corners of the castle to 
you know, do whatever fights are fancy. And you see some light outside. Yeah, I'll go check it out from like a window or a balcony or something. And I'm kind of just like mulling over what Mm -hmm. I view as a success of the night. And I'm kind of just like, what is that out there? And at first you thought maybe someone with a torch uh, passed too close to a window or something. But then you realize that the fields outside are on fire. And can you make me a heraldry roll, please? Uh, Fail. 16 on a 6. Well, you do not know the heraldry, but it appears that some sort of, like, weird snake, winged snake or something is burnt into your fields. So you don't know who it is, but someone is making a statement right now. Golston shouts out as he he sees his fields burning, and uh, he just kind of looks on in horror at this snaked snake-like winged creature. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.